Neither the sun nor death can be looked at steadily. That is a quote by Francois de la Rochefoucauld. You may have heard the suite that New York fashion designer Kate Spade, who is age 55, was found dead two days later in her New York apartment by her housekeeper, apparently of an alleged suicide by hanging with her scarf on a door. She and her husband Andy created a multi-million dollar empire with their handbag company, Kate Spade. We are talking a very successful woman. And they have been living separately for the past 10 months, but the, they denied they were divorcing. They were just taking a break from each other. They have a 13-year-old daughter, Frances Beatrix, who they call B, who live with them both. And this is Beth Jones at BethJones.net, and I want to talk about this Kate Spade uh, suicide that has social media blowing up. I think it's a very hot topic right now. I think that God can bring good out of what is just plain evil and such a tragic situation. I just, my heart just I went out to her to her, to the family, when I saw about it on YouTube and on the news. Andy made an official, her husband Andy made an official statement that there were no signs, no warning that Kate would commit suicide. She was found by the housekeeper two days later, which I find that in itself so horrible. But he said she was the most beautiful, kindest woman in the world, and they miss her already. He said that Kate had struggled with depression and anxiety the past five years, so she was suffering with this depression and this anxiety, that she was under a doctor's care, she was on medication, and that she was trying to heal. But her husband said that she battled personal demons. And Kansas City News paper reports that her dad talked to her the night before, her dad Frank, and said that she was happy, that she was planning a trip to California, but that Kate was having trouble and on pills that he advised her not to take. Another report said that Kate's sister said she believed Kate had bipolar disorder and that it finally took its toll on her life, that her sister had tried to get help, but she was not getting the proper care she needed. 2.8% of adults or 6 million Americans are estimated to have bipolar disorder. In 2016, Kate returned from a decade-long hiatus to launch her company, Frances Valentine, which was an accessories line named after her daughter, and she changed her own name to Kate Valentine Spade. And I found that so ironic because Valentine, of course, is a day that we celebrate love and hearts. And yet this woman, who apparently was so loved by her family, her friends, and the world, did not find the hope and the love that she needed to hang on. I went online and I researched several things about Kate. Kelly Cutrone, who is a renowned fashion publisher who knew her, uh, supposedly busted out crying when she found out about the news and said, Kate is a female version of Ralph Lauren. The industry is endemic with suicide, bankruptcy, depression, and addiction. A lot of people in the fashion industry are having a hard time. She said it's proportionately high. The real issue is why are so many creatives alone? 
why are so many creatives alone? And I thought that was such a powerful line. It's so true. So many brilliant, beautiful, creative people in the world, and yet so many of them struggle with that dark, deep depression. Stylist Robert Verdil said that her handbags were not American. They were European, and she shifted the industry, he said. She got it at every level. It's tragic to think that underneath this extraordinary business that became a household name that there is a sadness and dark cloud. What is going through her head in those last couple of minutes? What is going through her head? To feel that alone, to be so dark compared to the aesthetic of that brand, which was a happy, joyful brand. And if you look online at her purses and her accessories, they were very bright, very colorful and cheerful. And in fact, friends said Kate herself was very funny. She was full of color. She was full of life, despite those personal demons that she battled against. Stylist Philip Bloke says, in the fashion industry, there's no loyalty. That everyone loves you yesterday, but today they don't like you, and tomorrow, who knows? You can have all the success, and it can look so great, but you still feel like a failure. And I thought that was a very profound statement. She had all that success, a beautiful, brilliant, creative woman, Someone that others would look at and think, oh my gosh, I wish I was her, or I was like her, or I had her success. And yet, it was not enough. Adam and Eve, Moses, Job, Elijah, Naomi, all struggled with that depression. And I myself have struggled with it. And there's been people in my own family that have struggled with that depression. Now, we know as believers that we have authority over this. Because we know that we're not wrestling just against flesh and blood. But we're also battling principalities and powers of the air. We're battling spiritual forces of wickedness. We're battling Satan and his demons. Whose job is to kill, steal, and destroy in our lives. Ultimately, Satan wants to kill us. And if he can't kill us, he'll do everything he can to stress us out, to hurt us, to make us feel discouraged, to scare us, to make us worry and be frustrated and to be filled with hopelessness. That is his job, the thief, to still kill and destroy. You know, a lot of people today struggle with that depression and that fear and that hopelessness. I did for years, well over a decade. Most of my adult life, I battled that dark, deep depression. I had been sexually and physically abused in childhood. I had gone through many different relationships with men that were illicit. I got pregnant three times out of wedlock and had three abortions. I had adulterous affairs. I had many things happen in my life that caused that depression. And the enemy was behind some of it. My own sinful choices were part of it. But the fact was, I battled that depression. I wanted to die. I didn't want to live anymore. Even as a believer, I felt that hopelessness. And it was only until I repented of my sins, I cried out to God, and I got the help that I needed that I overcame that dark depression. I can say today, I have testimony 
that Jesus Christ is my healer and my deliverer. You know, mental illness, mental disorders knows no boundaries. They cross all economic classes, all races, all cultures, all genders, all religions, all faith, even Christian people get depressed. If you're a believer, you're not immune to it because why? Satan doesn't want you to be filled with joy and peace. He's doing everything he can to bring destruction into our lives because he knows his time is soon, that Jesus is coming back very soon, and that his time is short. The Bible talks about depression. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to have a perfect life. It doesn't mean that. We fall. We fall down. We have bad days. God didn't say your life is going to be perfect. He did say he would never leave you alone. I posted on my Facebook today that Jesus didn't say you're going to have a perfect life or to be perfect. Jesus said follow him. And then when we do fall down, when we do have those struggles and those bad days, God is going to be right there beside us. The Holy Spirit who is inside of us, who we are filled with when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he will be our helper. The Bible calls him the helper. And he will help us to get back up. He will help us to repent. He will help us to conquer sin in our lives. And he will help us to begin to walk again until we get home to be with Jesus. But there's no boundaries with mental illness and mental disorders. They cross every everything. They're all, uh, it, whether you're rich, you're poor, you're black, you're white, you're Asian, you're whatever, you're male, female, Muslim, Islam, Catholic, Christian, whatever. It knows no boundaries. The Bible talks about this depression. The Psalms are filled with David pouring out his heart to God. Psalm 42, 11. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? David was saying, I'm depressed. I'm disturbed. I'm stressed out. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. And then he tells us the answer. He writes his own answer. He writes his own prescription for his depression. Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. God was David's hope, and God is your hope and mine today, too. 1 Peter 5, 6-11. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. God has a mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. And he says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. All, everything that you're worried about, everything that you're depressed and discouraged about, everything you're stressed out about, cast it all on God. Take it to God. Let go and give it to God because it says he cares for you. God cares. He is not an angry God. He is not a God that has turned his back on you or gone on vacation or indifferent or emotionally distant no god loves you he sees you and he cares for you psalm 56 8 you keep track of all my sorrows you've collected all my tears in your bottle you have recorded each one in your book and i love this verse about god putting our tears in his bottle i don't understand all that i've often wondered okay what does god do with all these bottles of tears in heaven and i joke with people i must have a gigantic bottle in heaven because i cry a lot i love to laugh and i cry a lot my husband calls me an enigma 
But whatever he does with them is as he collects them and he records your tears. That means he sees you when you cry. He cries with you. Remember Jesus wept at the tomb with Mary and Martha and the people crying over Lazarus. Jesus weeps with us. He cries when you cry. He hurts when you hurt and he wants to heal you. 2 Samuel 22:29 says, You, Lord, are my lamp. The Lord turns my darkness into light. God wants to help you, and he wants to take that darkness from your heart and give you the light of his love. And finally, Lamentations 2:19, Rise during the night, God says. Rise and cry out. Pour out your heart like water to the Lord. God wants you to pour out your heart to him. Whatever your problem is. You know, a lot of times when I would be depressed, I would feel suicidal and say, God, I just want to die. I don't want to live anymore. I, I, I just couldn't see the future. To me, the future looked very dark, like there was no hope for me. I was struggling a lot financially as a single mom. I was living in low-income housing with my beautiful, precious daughter, Heather. She was a young child then, and um, her father was not sending child support, so we struggled a lot financially, sometimes not knowing where our next meal would come from, and yet God was faithful to provide. But one night I just cried out to him and said, I just want to die, God. I don't want to live. It wasn't enough that I had that beautiful, precious daughter. And I opened the the Bible, kind of Russian roulette style, I call it, and it landed on Isaiah 61, which is my life verse. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news to the poor, to give beauty for ashes, to, to open the prison, the prison doors to the prisoners, to set the captives free. And I thought, God, how on earth can I set others free when I'm in a prison myself? And yet years later, that came to pass in my life where I was sharing my testimony about God's healing in my life. And it has come to pass. And I'm sharing it now with you. It says in Lamentations 2.19, lift up your hand to him in prayer, pleading for your children, for in every street they are faint with hunger. Now this is probably referring to a physical famine, but God also wants to heal your spiritual famine, that dark depression where you feel like you have no hope. Maybe you feel alone. Maybe you feel like everybody is different from, or you're different from everybody else, that you're not like other people. You struggle to make friends. You hurt. You feel alone. You feel lonely. I felt that way for many years because I was a single mom. I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't have a, a husband. And so I felt so alone, and I would cry in bed at my night. And a lot of young people today feel that loneliness and that aloneness. And, and older people, too. Loneliness is an epidemic today, and it, it can kill people. People feel so alone that they feel like there is no point in their life. They feel like nobody loves them, or maybe they struggle with a sin like homosexuality, lesbianism, adultery, pornography, addictions, drug addiction or alcoholism. They feel like nobody cares or nobody understands. They feel like they can't ever change, that they were just born this way and they can't help themselves. And yet it's a lie from the enemy. God sees. He sees your pain. He sees your suffering and he wants to help you.
I'm going to give you some tips today for depression and anxiety. Number one is to talk with someone, to tell them, especially if you're thinking about suicide, get help from a doctor or a therapist, especially a Christian therapist. I think that God can use the situation with Kate Spade in a very powerful, good way because social media right now is blowing up with people talking about this. It's created an awareness. Her husband Andy said they had no warning. They did not know. Her husband, her father thought she was happy when he talked to her the night before. She was making plans for the future to come out to California, planning a trip. And yet, this tragedy happened to her where she must have been in a very dark frame of mind alone and felt like she couldn't reach out and tell anyone. Don't let that be you. Don't suffer alone or feel ashamed. There is a stigma with social media that for years people have not wanted to tell anyone, I feel depressed. I feel discouraged. I'm having a panic attack. And so they hide it in shame and they don't get the help that they need. One of the things I read about Kate online was that, and I don't know if the story is true or not, but her sister said that she was too ashamed to reach out to doctors or to go into um, maybe um, inpatient help because she didn't want it affecting her brand. I don't know if that's true or not, but that is true for many people. They're afraid of what people are going to think about them. They're going to think people will think they're crazy or weak or, or bad of them. Don't worry about that. Let's shatter the stigma about mental illness and mental disorders. If you know someone that is hurting that you love, a family member or friend, reach out and talk to them and say, Are you okay? How are you doing today? Text them. Call them. Be with them. Spend time with them. Ask them if they're okay. Ask them if they've thought about suicide. Don't feel like if you ask them if they've thought about suicide that, okay, now they're going to go do it. That's not the case. Let's shatter the stigma about mental health, illness, and disorders. Let's reach out to people that are hurting. Or if you're the one that's hurting, I want to encourage you today. Ask for help. Tell someone that you hurt, that you feel alone, that you feel unloved. Number two is self-care. Eat healthy because a lot of the processed unhealthy foods affect your brain. Yes, we are what we eat. You know, they, these sound so cliche, but it's so important. Drink lots of water. De-stress. Stress can affect you so bad that you will want to kill yourself. You will think, what's the point? And you feel overwhelmed. Get plenty of sleep. Exercise. All these things will help you to be in the very best mental health. Number three is laugh on purpose. And a friend of mine, Stephanie Carter, was telling me about that this year, that she had learned the art of laughter. She had found it to be so healing and so powerful and God just releasing miracles in her life as she learned to laugh on purpose. The Bible says a cheerful heart is good medicine. Laughter is like good medicine that you take. It says a broken spirit saps a person's strength. So find things to laugh about because life can be so stressful, can it? It can be so overwhelming. I know that the past several years I've been under so much stress 
and stress can deeply affect your physical body. It can cause you health issues. It can also cause you mental health issues. If you're too stressed out, it can cause you to become depressed, even suicidal, have panic attacks, and feel overwhelmed. Spend that time with your family, your friends. If you've ever hung around babies or kids, they will bring a smile to your face. They naturally make you smile and laugh. Find jokes to laugh about. Find funny movies and videos. One thing that I do is I watch Michael Jameson's YouTube videos on his pet tigers, Enzo and Diego. He raised them since they were tiger cubs. He has other puppies and kittens and cats. He has monkeys. And the videos just make me laugh because he's very funny. And the animals especially are very funny. They're very entertaining to watch. And they make me laugh. And I also learn a lot watching the videos. Number four is pray. Prayer is so powerful. Mark 11:24 says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And I am living proof of the power of prayer. The way that I conquer most of my problems is I go to God in prayer and I read the Bible. I pray and I pray and I pray. This is the way I get through my life because I've had a lot of stress the last several years. Lately, I've been watching videos and this was recommended by one of my friends, a Christian neuroscientist, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. And she has a video called Overcoming Depression that is on YouTube. It is absolutely fascinating. It uses facts of science, how your brain can be healed. Your brain can be actually changed. If you are struggling with depression or anxiety, she shows how with facts of science your brain can change and how the medicines that many doctors are using right now and prescribing for people they really do not change your brain. They do not heal you of that depression, that anxiety, stress, rage, whatever. She said maybe in a small percentage of cases it is needed like in a psychotic break or with a schizophrenic or a bipolar person having a manic phase. Something like that short term might help, but she said not long term. Long term use of these medications do not heal the brain, and in fact, they are toxic to your health. And she uses science to back that up, scientific studies, research that is scientifically based. I highly encourage you to watch that video. Again, it is called Overcoming Depression by Dr. Carolyn Leaf. She states that our thoughts are what heal us. You know, when you're depressed, when you're anxious and fearful, having a panic attack, it's your thoughts that are causing all those symptoms in your body. Those actual physical symptoms happen as a result of those thoughts that we have in our minds. And she said they're toxic thoughts in your brain. And she said you can actually change your brain, renewing your mind. Now, how do you do that with the Word of God? And she has proof that it works case after case that she personally has seen, that she personally has worked on, even impossible cases like brain damage from trauma. It is just incredible. So I strongly encourage you to watch that video. But prayer 
is what changes things. She talks a lot about the power of prayer, that it changes lives, that it, it, it causes miracles in our lives. And again, she is a neuroscientist, so she knows what she's talking about. Number five is using your spiritual gifts, walking in your purpose. If you know anything about me as a speaker, as an author, you know I'm all about using your gifts and walking in your calling from God. Just like I am right now, writing the content for this podcast and speaking. The Bible says that God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Use your gifts for God's glory. And three resources I want to give you today are Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Spirit by Lester Sumrall. That's S-U-M-R-A-L-L found at Amazon. Another book is Step Out and Take Your Place by Krista Dunk. It is the most comprehensive book I've ever found on the spiritual gifts, your talents and skills, and walking in your purpose and calling. It is an excellent book. And also Shea Bynes, S-H-A-E, Bynes, B-Y-N-E-S, on Marketplace Ministry. You can find out more about her at KingdomDrivenEntrepreneur.com. Shea is about using your gifts in the marketplace using your gifts in business, and she is so funny and so anointing and just laid back. I just love her. So those are resources I want to recommend for you today. I want to close with some quotes by Kate Spade that are I think are just beautiful. I think she was a beautiful, creative, wonderful woman who has inspired me and so many others. Um, she she had beauty surrounding her and she created beauty and I just I just hate that this happened I am praying for her and her family and I just want to leave these quotes of hers with you the first one is she opens doors and hearts isn't that beautiful she opens doors and hearts the second one is ate cake for breakfast <laughs> Ate cake for breakfast. I love that. It just means she's laid back and she loves to live life to the full. Um, just, you know, we need to enjoy our lives. Eat the cake. Eat the cake at the wedding. Eat the cake for breakfast. And the third one is she writes her own rules and inspires others to follow. I love that. And, of course, we don't want to follow her example with her, her death, but the other things that she did, the creativity, the success in business, loving her, her husband and her child, loving others in her life, her friends, being an example in business, we, those are the things that we want to follow about her. I encourage you to check out my book, my memoir, Promises in the Dark, Woman Search for Authentic Love, that is found at my Amazon author page, amazon.com forward slash author, Bethem Jones. In it, I share my own journey, my powerful journey of being in that dark, deep valley of suicidal depression. I have attempted suicide before myself. Um, thank God it didn't secede, secede but... God uh, allowed me to continue to live and save me, heal me, deliver me. It shares about my childhood sexual and physical abuse that went on for years. All the 
relationships I had with men, illicit relationships, adulterous affairs, where I got pregnant three different times out of wedlock. I had three abortions. I've had car wrecks. I've had suicidality. I've had panic attacks, nightmares, rages, confusion, crying jags, um, phobic about going new places, just so many things that God had just reached down in his mercy and love, and he healed and delivered me. And it gives you hope that Jesus Christ sets you free. So again, that as promises in the dark, one woman search for authentic love. Found at my Amazon author page at Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Betham Jones. I want to pray now to end this podcast and just uh, want to let you know that there is hope through Jesus Christ. God, I just come before you in Jesus' name. I thank you for technology that allows me to share the good news. First and foremost, God, I pray for Kate Spade's family, her husband, her daughter, God, all of her family, all of her friends. Please strengthen and comfort and encourage them. God, I also pray for anyone who is listening to this podcast now who struggles with depression, who is maybe even suicide, suicidal, who has anxiety or panic attacks. God, whoever that person is, even might be someone in my own family, God, please come to their rescue. Heal them and deliver them. Give them hope, God. Give them the help they need through family, friends, doctors, therapists, whatever it is, God. I just want to ask that you would intervene quickly in their lives. I pray, God, that you would heal them. You would set them free even as you are setting me free and have set me free. God, I just pray right now, surround them with your love, the power of the blood of Jesus, and protect them. And God, let them know that you see the tears, you see the pain, you see the hurt and the hopelessness. And God, you know what they have suffered through. So I pray, God, be their hope and and reach out to them and help them right now. I ask this, God, in the mighty, powerful, saving, delivering, healing name of Jesus. Amen.